to always get the latest Game Tea, don't forget to follow us on social media. You can find us at Twitter at Game Tea Podcast X. You can find us on Facebook at The Game Tea Podcast. And you can find us on Instagram at The Game Tea Podcast. We post frequently, giving you podcast updates, posting gaming news, and the occasional meme. Check them out after the show, and thank you so much for listening to The Game Tea Podcast. everybody and welcome to another episode of the game tea podcast my name is jp this is zach and i'm czar this is a wild episode and why is that what's going on guys man there is a few reasons this while this episode is going to be totally wild um first off czar's getting married so uh jp Ooh. and czar are currently doing a bachelor party in which i am facetime drinking them Yes, we are are currently on location recording on the bachelor party. Yeah, it's true. We were on a fucking barge in the middle of a lake. It was like, all right, guys, we got to fucking go. And the thing had a motor that wasn't going very fast. So Zara and I swam to shore. Oh, oh. Also, guys, my life has been a shit show. So while Zara's been over here having the time of his life, I went and did a few things, all right? First off, I adopted a dog from the Humane Society. Woo! That was so, later renamed because of Czar. Yes, yeah, that's I, true. I named my dog Momo, which apparently is a dank child meme, which <laughs> um, children got super scared of Momo. And so now I can't do Momo. So now he's named Boomy. You can't tell my <laughs> wife has gone through an avatar slash core phase, and that's where the name came from. None of us are creepy horror fans like Zara is. Hey, in either one of those series, Boomy is the best character anyway. So I think that's an I think that's a better name. Just my right. opinion. It worked out for the better. Then I went, I bought a house. Whoa! So, <laughs> More yeah, um, went and did a thing. I am totally broke. And sorry and Jeff are getting drunk, and I'm I'm jelly. <laughs> I'm super jelly. <laughs> but yeah, so it's been crazy. It's been busy. And then um guys, holy crap. Gaming Episode <laughs> 20 of season two. What the fuck, man? Where is the time going, guys? I know. We are rapidly approaching our 50th episode. How crazy is that? And about 2,000 listens after the 1,000 listener special that we just did, what, a month and a half ago? Yeah, we did that yeah. in July. Yeah, that's insane. So Shout out to our fans. Like, thanks for, like, sharing us and stuff. Like, holy crap. We, like, doubled in a month. That's crazy, right, guys? Yeah. It really, we love it really all is. of you. Oh, my God. And just you two have such big, fancy things going on. What does JP have, huh? Uh, You're getting your master's and um, you're cute. Can't forget that. And then there's London. I do love London. I do. (laughs) That dog is a treasure. Are you guys ready to tell tell the listeners about the itinerary? All right. What are we doing today? Who's taking itinerary today? You know what? I want this one. It's all yours. Yeah, you're damn right. I'm sorry. (laughs) All right, today on the podcast, we are talking about um, the brand new amazing line of graphics cards that just got launched for gaming PCs. Nintendo actually did a thing. They did a thing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, A little bit more looking into that great thing that Nintendo did. And finally, we're going to talk about the clusterfuck that is the Marvel's Avenger game that recently came out. Oh, shit. Did that Square Enix game finally drop? 
It did, and oh. we're going to talk about it, but everybody has some pretty big mixed feelings. We'll get into it. We'll get mixed into it. Mixed feelings is a good way of putting it. Speaking of mixed feelings, guys, how are you feeling? Drunk. Uh, drunk. <laughs> All right. So let us know as listeners, do you like this, or should we uh, clean up our act for the next episode? I get a drink after this, right? Okay. <laughs> let us know. <laughs> if we start getting turned, send JP and Zar to rehab. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going back. <laughs> All right, speaking of JP, this first one's all you, baby. All right, so shit has been absolutely crazy for gaming news this week. Um, we saw this coming for a little while, but they, you know, uh, NVIDIA kind of pulled a Nintendo on us and decided to put this out last minute because nobody really, we had speculation there was an event coming out about the new line of graphics cards, uh, but we didn't actually know when it was gonna be until bam, right fucking there. Video uploaded, video streamed, I mean, and then every big channel had to talk about this. The 30 series of RTX GE or GE Force cards has finally been released. And oh my God, they look amazing. They're incredibly powerful. Everybody has been loving these cards so far. And we're going to get a little bit more into the nerdy side of this. But first of all, I want you guys to just look at these cards. What do you think when you see this card? I think I should have waited to buy a computer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're I, not joking. I know that JP, you are personally pissed about this because you happen to just upgrade. I ju- <laughs> you're right. I just bought the 2070 Super and put it into my gaming PC and the lower level of the 30 series card, which is on par with a 2080, which was like almost the flagship of the last generation is the same price. Yeah, so it feels bad, man. feels bad. It, yeah, it, it hurts just a little. Hurts a little. <laughs> <laughs> Try not to cry. Cry a lot. <laughs> cry cries a lot. Okay, so first of all, these graphics cards look amazing. Now, NVIDIA has been really upping the way these graphics cards have always been looking for a while, and they just make it look better and better and better. Generally, the first thing we're going to see when it comes to graphics cards are the Founder Edition cards, which are pretty generic because they've been using the same model for a little while now. These look amazing. Just the way they look is fucking eye candy. I absolutely love it. They have come such a long way with how graphics cards look and perform obviously, but just look. All right, now let's actually talk a little bit about the specs. I'm not gonna get into the super nerdy shit because can either of you tell me what a coup de core or a teraflop is? Um, I know what a teraflop is, but that's just a that that's just a metric system. Yes. Essentially, what Zar said. yes. <laughs> yes. What Czar said. Okay, I'm not gonna get into that shit. Let's just start by saying it's fast. But all three lines of these cards, what's been announced so far has been the 3070, the 3080 and the 3090, which is outstanding because I don't remember ever seeing a 90 card in any of these series. The flagship for the last generation was the RTX 2080 Ti. We have never seen a card with 90 and they want you to know that that's because this card is insane. There is no reason anyone should own this card. It's just that insanely powerful compared to what modern games would be able to run on a PC. But, you know, if you feel like flexing on your friends. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, guys, have you checked out my cool PC? Yeah, essentially. But no, I'm really glad you bring that up like that. 
gaming capability on the PC might not be quite on par with what's being released. However, we have seen a handful of 8K resolution game trailers pop up on YouTube recently. Mm -hmm. I'm not surprised that a new graphics card came out with 8K, you know, kind of spontaneously popping up because we're going to need something to run that 8K. And well, here we go. Zach actually talked about that last week when we were a couple weeks ago when we were trying to decipher the whole deal with 8K. So, Zach, are you starting to see the parallel a little bit between these cards and what you said? Do you think this is the future? I mean, you got to get the monitors that keep up with this 8K. But (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. no joke. (laughs) It's exciting. I still think it's in the early stages, but this is a great next step. I'm just looking at the the cores and I think this is where you can kind of see the difference you have the RTX 3090 with 10,496 CUDA cores mm-hmm. and listen I don't know what the fuck a CUDA core is but all <laughs> I know is that says 10,000 and the 370 RTX is at a 5,888 I don't know tech shit but I can do math <laughs> unlike me actually and I can't do math but <laughs> I just think that this is insane in the long haul, like, are we going to see like a big difference this year? No, but is this a great first step? Absolutely. Um, I really, really, really want the 3090. Um, but that price tag, Why? JP, <laughs> that costs more than my entire PC together. So it's, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely up there. And I think that is where I'm trying to say like, this is a good first step. Like, yeah, yeah there's going to be some like extreme stri- streamers, and extreme people who can afford the full setup with the 8K monitor. But this is still something that is it's closer now. Like this is a good first step. Right. But we're not at that 8K stage just yet, especially not like you're not going to have developers ready for 8k just yet like it's gonna be three to four years until that happens yes i'm guessing yeah Yeah, but (laughs) and and you are absolutely right but you are also right in that we're kind of testing the waters here and it's really cool to see us dipping our toes into like unfathomable resolution like this is gonna be amazing and you know this is the start of it so give it like a year and a half, two years, and we're going to see some big changes. And it's super interesting to see the advancement of this technology because I mean, like, and this is the top of the line with the 3090. We'll get into the other other two graphics cards here momentarily. But I mean, like, we're still not fully adept at 4K yet. Develop, uh, not everybody, hell, not even most people, in my opinion, have still jumped on that 4K bandwagon. And now we're already trying to say 8K. 8K is the next big thing. Now, obviously, it's like Zach said, not everybody's going to be out here trying to get the RTX 3090 series because it costs $1,500 and because there's just no reason to have one yet unless you're trying to flex, but it is what it is. But obviously, that's probably not going to be the model of the the new series of cards that people want more of. What people were really checking out was the RTX 3080 and the RTX 3070. Now, the 3070 is, like I said, priced at the exact same price as uh, the 2070 Super that I just bought with amazing specs to back it up. But what's really interesting is looking at the 3080 GT or the NVIDIA RTX 3080. For one thing, as the new flagship card, it only costs $700. 
and I know some people are saying, well, $700 is a lot of fucking money, but the 2080 Ti, which was the flagship card before the new series, was priced at like 1200 bucks. Oh yeah, when you're talking about computers and electronics, 700 bucks is a drop in the bucket. Essentially, but it, that is amazing to see because if you look at this chart that's provided with the article we're looking at, the 3080 is almost twice as powerful as the 2080 Super. That is some outrageous performance for a much better value, boys. I think that's the cool thing is like, I correct me if I'm wrong, JP, even said this yet, I kind of want to steal your thunder because I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a guy like that. No, that <laughs> <laughs> these things are touting being the greatest generational leap that we've had so far. The 3080, just like you said, is five times as strong as like the 2070 Super. Not five. Only twice as strong. Only twice. What's it five times stronger than the, was it the 1080 Ti? What was it? The nine, um, so 3080 is about five times as powerful as the 980 Ti. Okay. And that was top of the line, like what, four years ago? Five? Um, yeah, probably about that range. And I mean, like, that's been the incredible thing about this, Zach. You're absolutely right, is seeing how fast it's advancing. Oh, yeah. So that's an absolutely great point that Zach just made. It's, uh... Very, very exciting time to be a PC gamer, boys. So I highly recommend to everybody who has an interest in like the components that go into PC gaming, go watch the video demonstration of these cards too, because it was something else. Yeah, they're showing the Doom Eternal thing and I'm like, oh my God, I can see that demon's rule. Like, oh. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I can see the bone marrow leaking out of his broken arms. My bones. My bones. (laughs) And that's pretty much it, guys. I mean, the new graphics cards are looking great. Like I said, I'm peeved because I could have been bragging about having the 3070 in my gaming PC. But But Zar just had to build a PC so JP could upgrade his graphics card. I hate you so much, Zar. Everything. (laughs) Everything. (laughs) All right. I've had my spotlight. Zach, I need you to just go with this with grace because I know (laughs) really, Zach. Zach. Oh. <laughs> boys, 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 what did I tell you back in March? What did I tell you? That we were going to get a Nintendo Direct? Yes. <laughs> Was I wrong? Yes, a few yes. times. <laughs> a lot. You Let guessed you it like that. every month. What was that and Jimmy Neutron JP meme? You sent me of the, uh, of the Jimmy Neutron. Oh, and you were about to say it, sorry. The Jimmy Neutron meme of Shane sharing his goddamn fucking. Uh, God, what's the purple toy called? Ultra Lord. <laughs> Ultra, Lord Ultra Lord for the seventh week in a row. <laughs> and um, that's how I built this podcast. <laughs> I feel like that crazy conspiracy guy who's like, I know they have this. There is no way. And I'm so mad that we started a podcast because I have called these Nintendo Directs so many times in a row. But this COVID-19 bullshit has kicked me in the dick. All right, guys, it kicked me in the dick. Whoa. <gasps> I'm sorry, buddy. It's kicked us in the dick, too. We want a <laughs> Nintendo Direct just as much as you do. <laughs> and so long story short, Nintendo finally had their Mario Nintendo Direct for the 35th year of Mario. And guys, <laughs> I was so excited watching this thing. I was so excited. And I, I just kept watching and I'm like, when are they going to show it? <laughs> when are they going to show it? And so they showed so many cool things. Like, I I love this. Nintendo has built such a cool ecosystem 
for all their games. You have like Splatoon with their Splatfest. You have Mario Maker with its making of literally all things Mario and just creativity in general. You have their Super Smash Ultimate tournaments. You have their like, and I know they kind of get flack for it, but you have their like mobile games like Pokemon Go and Super Mario Kart and Mario Run. <laughs> yeah. They have all these amazing things that they can use to share off their shit. And all this stuff is like, hey, Mario's 35th anniversary, let's get hype, boys and girls. Mm. And guys, I saw all these cool things. And I was like, this is so awesome. And I, I'm going to save the best for the last. So I'm going to start with the AR Mario Kart. What did you guys think of that? Okay, I have a lot to say about this because it looks awesome i always wanted to build my own track in my living room and like race friends and like see the course from your living room that's so cool that these carts have a camera on them and before we actually like dive into this game specifically i just want to say i see this going very wrong very quickly As cool as it is, there's a lot of potential problems here. And I think Zara, like, I totally see what you're saying. Like, I was like, how's it going to work? But all it does is it takes a picture of the route that you've set up and designed. Like, like you saw at the end of the, end of the trailer where it slow, shows you, like, throwing ink on your cards. Yeah, you paint the course. And I'm like, that's so, like, ingenious. You would have people spending, like... This could have been a product that's like $500, like something expensive. Oh, this could have but had its like, own like specific console market because of the intricacy of the pieces that go into play. Right. But they were like, let's have the people design their own course and like you can make it as stupid as you want, but like you're designing the course. So the AR camera isn't as, I don't know what I to say, it's not as involved and sure, like this doesn't come out till October 16th. So we're going to see it in full and see how people like, like you said, it can go totally wrong, but how they design it to where it's like less AR camera and more your imagination. I'm like, that's so Nintendo. And like, yeah, I I see this totally being a gimmick. It totally is a gimmick. Oh, absolutely. But it can be a really cool gimmick. I I can see eight year old me like just like going like ham with this thing. Like, I'm so curious to see how it all works. And it seems like all hypotheticals because Nintendo's like, we'll leave this up to your imagination. Yeah. But that's kind of the point of this. Like, that's it's annoying, but it's also kind of the point because you can make this as fun as you want it to be. So, summarize, summarized, we think it's cool. We think there's going to be a couple bugs. But wait, wait, wait. I have a couple questions on this one specifically that are like eating away at me. So, okay, yeah, the online is all well and good, doing around the track and everything. What I'm wondering is. The base game probably comes with a cart racer, but how much is it to buy each and individual cart racers? Like each and every single one of those they cart racers. They did not say. And in fact, they didn't exactly. even show anybody besides Mario and Luigi. So yes. And that leads me into my next question. Like, yes, you're doing it alone on, on your dining room or whatever. And it's totally fine. You're playing online or playing computers. But then... They brought in the friend who had the Luigi cart and they started racing together. And that was all really cool. But there's one specific thing I noticed. Mario and Luigi never collided with each other, even in real world, like not the augmented reality. At the very last second, the Mario cart would like skirt on the other side of the Luigi cart. And so I'm wondering how it's going to fuck the game up if those physical toy carts 
crash into each other. And I'm really glad that you guys said that because they did release the price. So it's $100 for the Mario Kart and the Luigi Kart each, like each is $100. Oh, oh wow! Okay, jeez, but so I think that makes sense. It's a big commitment, but when you compare that to a normal RC car, it's really not that bad. And this isn't even like the technology that goes in these things. And plus, like that hundred dollar price tag is probably going to include one of the models, uh, your choice of model plus the game. When you take into account, though, I mean, the game itself is going to be sixty dollars. So then if you're getting a toy on top of that, that works the way the technology that they've got to put in these carts in order to make them work the way they do, $100, relatively speaking, is not bad. I think you're getting a lot for that money. And you're getting an AR, plus you're getting a game, plus you're getting an RC car. Yes. So My biggest question, though. But like I said, it could be like so much more. Infrared lasers, when when physical carts collide, how does that affect the gameplay? Because I wanted to see the carts bump into each other just to, you know, reassure my worries that, you know, if you hit your buddy whose like cart is in front of you, he goes off the course, then all of a sudden you disconnect from the game. It's we're going to have to wait and see one because they didn't provide any answers for that. And I'm sure it's something that Nintendo's thought of. But two, there's a lot of stuff we got to talk about, boys. That's fair. That's fair. I'm so sorry. (laughs) It's very hype. It's very cool. I'm excited to see what this ends up. Um, It is very futuristic. Let's just say that. We'll see what we'll see how it ends up. But that was only a very small part of this direct, wasn't it? I mean, it wasn't small, but there was so much there were so many bangers in this direct. There's so many bangers. And next, I want to talk about the collector's items, which I don't think it'll take us too long. But guys, I want those Super Mario shoes, man. You want to talk These about shoes? Michael Jordan? Yeah. Like, yeah, I know he can jump high, but have you seen how high that Mario can jump? I want to jump like Mario. <laughs> I want to be like name. Mike. I want to be like Mario. Come on, man. Living like Mario. <laughs> <laughs> I like how they're bringing the overalls back. Hey, overalls never left, baby. <laughs> so what I'm getting at is in this direct, there's a bunch of collector's items. There's like collector's clothes. There's overalls like Zara talked about. There's Puma shoes. Um, they're going all out for like collector's items. And I, um, I'm so excited to see what it ends up being like. I kind of think it's going to be like a resurgence of Nintendo. So I'm excited to see where this goes. I, you never really know for sure because you can never feel out the clothes market. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty hype. What do you guys think? The the clothing is really cool. They're doing a lot. Of, Nintendo's doing a really um, good job of covering a lot of different avenues to really reach out to the fans right now. Um, the clothing line they marketed is going to be in their uh, New York Nintendo store, which I think is phenomenal. But they're also advertising like special collectibles that you can like get through doing online challenges right now at Nintendo. At Nintendo. I'm going to go through the products real quick. You ready? Yeah, fire them off. All right, so you have the Puma RS Dreamer shoes. That's what I'm really excited for. Those come out September 4th, which is already in the past. Yeah. Monopoly Super Mario Celebration. Jenga Super Mario. It's a me, Mario action figure from Jack Pacific. Black Milk Clothing, which is where the overalls that's where I was getting at. And then, of course, those Lego Mario action figures that we've been talking about for a while. Yeah. And on top of that, I think they're doing the pins through, like, the online events at Nintendo.com, right? Yes. Have you guys done those yet? I already did all of them. I <laughs> haven't, but I really want to get on it because I been, like those collectibles. <laughs> I've been drunk for the last three days straight. I have not had time. 
Yeah, we haven't even like looked at anything that's going on in the world news wise. We've just kind of been isolated. Here. I did. I did watch this event, though. I watched this because it was the night before we left for the event and I was blown away. Zach, there's actually one more huge collectible item mentioned here, and it's the one I'm actually the most excited about. And it started at the beginning of the video. What is that? The, ga- the Game & Watch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How could you forget that? Oh, my God. I'm not going to buy it. It looks neat, but, like, come on. Oh, it's, oh, yeah. 100% gimmicky, but, I mean, it's super cool, though. It's a novelty for sure, but, I mean, like, it's one of the only times, because I'm not a huge, like, game memorabilia collector. This looks dope. I want this really, really badly. Because, I mean, yeah, are you going to have fun with it for hours and hours and hours? No, you're going to, like, have fun with it for 30 minutes or, you know, God forbid, actually take it out of the box. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's very true. Heathen. But no, it's such a cool collectible for Nintendo fans, especially Mario fans, because, you know, recently I was thinking what with the release of Paper Mario, I, I was thinking that. We haven't had much Mario. Like, Mario is kind of absent from life right now. And then all of a sudden, Nintendo's like, well, here's a nuke of Mario. (laughs) All things Mario just exploded into the world. And and I mean, not even Mario, but Nintendo was missing news completely, which is, we'll get to that at the end of this article. Um, Okay, so does that do it for the collectibles? Because I think... With that done, you can start talking about some of the games. Yeah, why do you why do you buy a console in the first place? To play the games. You play to win the game. Unless you're Xbox. <laughs> Unless you're Xbox, that's hey, true. Hey, listen, this is my time, Zar. Shut up. All right, so. <laughs> guys, I hate Battle Royales, but this is fucking hilarious. There's a Super Mario 35 Battle Royale. Like, holy crap. Okay, yeah, that is so niche and specific on their 35th anniversary that they released Mario 35 as a battle royale. That's so cool, but it's like, why? I disagree with you boys completely. I disagree (laughs) completely. I'm all about it. I think it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Like, I just can't wait to play with JP and Zara and be like, okay, here's 15 red shells. Have fun dying. <laughs> oh, like, <laughs> why would you do that to me? Yeah, the game starts five seconds later. Zar's already knocked out. Right. Like, you've seen people play Mario. Like, you know there's going to be some outrageous shit that happens in this oh, game. Oh, if you watch anything from Mario Maker to those impossible courses. Oh, yeah. This oh, is going to yeah. get competitive Absolutely. real quick. And I'm garbage at Tetris 99. So I don't know why I think I'm going to be any better at this. <laughs> I hate it, but I love it and I want it. It is really, really cool. So I think that's kind of our synopsis of that. It's like, it's, I can't wait to see how it plays. I think it comes out, was it October 1st or November 1st? No, you had that right, October 1st. Yeah, October 1st only goes to March 31st. I think it's something that we're going to talk about later, but I think it's so stupid that Nintendo's doing that. I also get why they're doing it because it's Nintendo and they like to milk milk you sometimes. Anyway, are you guys ready for the next game? Let's go. Yes. This took me from left field because of all things talking, this was a thing that I was like, this might happen, but it, okay, it does happen. Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. And you want to mm-hmm. talk about mm-hmm. the internet doing a total 180. Guys, everyone shits on the Wii U. It is the easiest thing to shit on. It's up there with Virtual Boy for easiest thing to shit on. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, yep, that's true. Everyone has been like, you guys want to talk about underappreciated Mario game? It's Mario 3D World. And it's like, okay, where were you five years ago? Everyone was like, is this a reason to buy a Wii U? No. 
All right, and so this game is great. Don't get me wrong, Mario 3D World is a good game. It's Mario with cats. It's Mario with cats, which is for a sociopath like Czar is heaven. It's great. Oh, I love it. I love everything about it. Good me, God. a sophisticated adult, in other words, known as a dog guy, I'm sitting here like, that's fine. <laughs> um, but long story short, this game looks good. What I am most interested in, guys, and I don't know if you saw this, but Game Explain put out a video. And apparently this Mario 3D World is 30% faster than the Wii U port. Really? Which I think is exciting because I I know there's just that big community that's like, we want to speed run these games. And when you talk about 30% faster, that's going to bring a whole new crowd to this 3D World uh, game. Yeah, that's pretty okay. outrageous. I have a question though. So it's Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. Was Bowser's Fury previously re- released on the Wii U? Mm, Zach, I don't know. Or is this completely new content, Bowser's Fury? This is Fury? completely new content. And I've seen speculation from left and right. Some people are like, this is just an extra challenge level. Some people are like, this is a whole new hub world. Um, Nintendo was extremely um, vague on this because I think they're going to have a new direct pretty soon on it. Yeah. Because to me, it looked like a whole new game. And actually, I I don't want to allude to anything we're we're about to get to. But uh, right after this direct, I went on the eShop and I started pre-ordering a couple things. And I noticed that Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury was $60. And I was like, ooh, ooh, Nintendo. You can't put a port for $60. I know they have a lot, but if Bowser's Fury... Well, hold on, hold on. If Bowser's (laughs) Fury is like a full-fleshed out, basically like 75% of what Mario 3D World's game is, I am okay with that price range. Like, I am... That is justified, in my opinion. Right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Baby. Okay. As I was saying, <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo, sometimes they be like this. All right. I bought a Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze on the Nintendo Wii U for $20. I then went and repurchased it again for $60 on Nintendo Switch. And see, that's Why? not okay in my opinion. I know nobody bought the Wii U, but you can't shell out your previous games for full price just because nobody bought them before. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> Did you buy Leaf's Awakening? I mean, I think I I found it at a bus stop for my GBA. Yes, and you found that for like, what, 10 bucks at the time? No, I found it like on the bus stop. Okay, well, Jason and I both bought that game for $60 full retail value. So I'll let you know, Nintendo knows how to milk your nostalgia. Okay, but that so, got us as much as graphics. I want to believe your uh, I digress. Go on. <laughs> I think this is going to be pretty big. Um, I'm okay if I'm wrong on it because, I mean, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze was funky mode and it was an extra $20, <laughs> like brand new. So, I mean, I get what you're getting at and I really hope it's a brand new hub world, but I'll hold my breath on it because this is oh. Nintendo. And they know how to hit you in the childhoods. It's true. I think that whatever they do for Bowser's Fury is probably going to be able to help justify that because Nintendo probably agrees with Czar. Like, it's not fair that we charge full price for a port unless we add something extra that can justify that cost. I don't know. I, I, I have a lot of faith in the Bowser's Fury thing. I do too. And I'm really excited for this. I never got Mario 3D World on the Wii U. 
because I played a bunch of Mario games. I kind of was going through a teenage angst phase. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to get this game. I already bought it, so I'm excited to get it. <laughs> I'm a pre-order guy. <laughs> There's one thing left to talk about, Zach. What is it? Listen, if you've been listening to the podcast, you already know what I'm going to say. And I, I would never steer you wrong when it comes to Nintendo, my family. All right, listen. <laughs> Thank you for listening to me. Thank you for not doubting me. There is... A 3D All-Stars collection, and holy oh, shit. My God, I can't believe you were right. A hundred percent on the dot, right? And is it? Absolutely, yeah. Guys, I'm going to start with a question. I'm, just, I'm not going to be on the bush. Is this everything you guys wanted? It is. Everything. The game, the game well, okay. or the direct? The 3D All-Stars collection, so the game. Yes, absolutely. The three greatest Mario titles, in my opinion. It is. I have one minor little hiccup, but I want you to say what the collection is first. So in this collection, you get the legendary, the classic, the game everyone talks about is bringing everything into the 3D generation. You get Super Mario 64. Yes! Oh yeah. You get the sleeper hit that a lot of people slept on because not enough people got a GameCube and they got that stupid DVD player instead. <laughs> Super Mario Sunshine. That's not fair. You put me in a corner because you know I wouldn't disagree with you. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> hey, listen, I know who I'm talking to. Okay. And then finally, you get the orchestral masterpiece. The game that is literally out of this world. Super Super Mario Galaxy. That is so outrageous. And what this, a banger of a collection because yeah, oh my and God. the name for it is apt. 3D All-Stars because across three different consoles, there was one highlight Mario game that was 3D. And for the N64, that was Mario 64. For the GameCube, that was Sunshine. And for the Wii, that was Galaxy. Three generations of platformer pristine. Like, I mean, I don't know. I talk to my friends and I've always talked to my Nintendo consoles because I'm that guy. Yeah. And people have crapped on Mario. Like, they milk Mario all the time. It's like, really? Do they milk Mario all the time? You had Super Mario 64, you had Super Mario Sunshine, and then you had Super Mario Galaxy 1 and 2. They I mean, really don't milk 3D Mario. When you get a 3D Mario, you're getting a jo a, a generational defining game. Mm -hmm. Is that fair to say, guys? For an Italian plumber, this guy gets around in the job market. I mean, he, he's an <laughs> astronaut now? What the fuck? He's got a very good-looking resume, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, Zach, I mean, you're not fully wrong. You're really not. And I mean, Mario is obviously the face of gaming. But when you take the 3D platforming into a good Mario game, even if they did make an excess amount of titles, as long as it's a good game, I don't care. And the very least I can say about most Mar Mario platformers was that was a good game. If not, that was extraordinary. You know, they always hit it with Mario. They know that they have to. Oh, yeah. And so circling back to what I said previously, I had one minor hiccup. Uh, of course you do. Zara always does. God damn it. What is it? What is but it? What is Zach's, it? I want to hear it. In Zach's prediction, he was saying that all of this was going to get like a fresh coat of paint. It was going to look beautiful. And although it does, although it is enhanced for pixelation, 
it still looks like Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine. And okay, Galaxy was beautiful enough as it is. I was hoping to get 64 and Sunshine up to Galaxy quality. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love playing in 64, Super Mario 64. But I was hoping to see it modernized. And you know what, Zara? For once, I totally agree with you. I was hoping we'd get like a Crash Bandicoot <laughs> insane trilogy, like kind of like a full package of remastering is essentially right. what you were thinking. Yeah, at least like the original Master Chief collection where they offered to let you play the game in its original glory and then switch back to modern graphics. Right. And so I am a little bummed in that respect. Um, because I think you're right. I think it's a nail on the head and I was wrong on that. Cause I was like, I expected to see this like super Mario 64 with that galaxy coat of paint. And, um, I do think that's kind of lame, but I do think they balanced it out by saying that this is going to release in two weeks. I think that, Oh yeah. It's already pre-ordered it, for me. When yeah, you, me too. When you hear this, you're going to get this game in one week. I I was pretty bummed until I saw that. I was like, okay, like, I don't know. I'm kind of give and take on that because it's like, I want it to be updated. It's still HD Super Mario 64, but is it like that Crash Bandicoot treatment? No. And, and I only say that because Super Mario 64 was on the Wii. It was in the virtual shop. I had it on my Wii. And, and it was the exact same game. And so I just didn't want to see another identical Super Mario 64 port. Mm -hmm. But it's still so cool. And like I said, I pre-ordered it. It is going right in the backlog and I will get to it intermittently. So I hate to do this, but here's where I'm going to play a little devil's advocate here. I think that there is value in preserving the way that these games were. Like... Yeah, we all want the HD remasters, including me, because I'm not going to lie. I kind of thought about that, too. I'm like, I really wish I could see N64's uh, or Super Mario 64 updated and beautiful. But also, I think it's kind of cool, too, to not get that, to get like the real authentic experience of Super Mario 64 and Super Mario Sunshine. Because you know what? I'll even say Super Mario Sunshine holds up pretty well, too. I think Super Mario 64 is obviously the one that could have used the most, you know, tender love and care. But oh, yeah. I, th I think we can all agree that Sunshine and Galaxy, because I was honestly impressed with Galaxy, with the way it was already animated originally. Yeah. Just polishing it up made it look shiny and amazing. So those two games are fine. It was specifically 64. So... We just got, after months, hell, maybe even a year of heartbreak, a good Nintendo Direct. And I wanted both of your guys' opinion on this. In your opinion, does this Direct make up for the year of mediocrity we've kind of been seeing from Nintendo when it comes to their Directs? All right, Zach, can I answer this before you do? Because obviously Absolutely. you are the residential Nintendo guy. Yeah. I think that it absolutely does. In the current time of COVID, you know, everything is uncertain. And hell, even at the beginning of this direct, it said it gave a disclosure saying that due to COVID-19, all of these release dates are subjective. But here's what we got for you. And 
I don't think that was because they were pushed from the hacks. It wasn't because they were pushed from the fan base. They had a plan all along. And even through these hacks, they're just like, guys, guys, please calm down. We have something for you. Just be patient. Just be a little patient. And right. sure enough, they did. I, I feel like as disheartened as all of us have gotten on this podcast, none of us fully gave up hope. We knew something like this would happen. Mm-hmm. We just we just needed to wait a little bit. Okay, that's a great opinion. Uh, Zach, the floor is yours, man. <laughs> yeah, you know, like I said, I was kind of bummed this wasn't like a full HD remaster like Crash Insane Trilogy was. Guys, I think COVID really has hit a lot of these companies hard. And it kind of leads into our next article. I really wanted to make this into one thing because I know you guys know I'm... I make the scripts. I'm the big Nintendo guy. So there is some Nintendo bias. Absolutely. <laughs> um, when you look at Nintendo's year this year, it's been really good. I think it was catered towards me. You got a new Smash character in February. You got a new Xenoblade game in June. You got a new Paper Mario in July. Or, yeah, July. Yeah, July. It's like forever ago. God, I hate COVID. I hate 2020 (laughs) in general. Um, And then you're getting a new Mario 3D All-Stars. Like, I think that, like, literally could carry this entire year. Let alone the fact that we got a new Paper Mario, a new Xenoblade. Oh, and I forgot. There was this little game called Animal Crossing in March. Yeah, oh, um, yeah. I don't. I gotta put it, Zara. Like, like you're right. Like, this has been a good year for Nintendo. Um, I when just, you look back at them going dark, I mean, yeah, everybody has been left in the dark from Nintendo, and it's been a little bit scary. We're all a little bit afraid of the dark. However, when you actually look back on this entire year and what Nintendo has put out. It's been a bang and rocking year for Nintendo. And I think that shows up. Well, they have a 427% profit for this year compared to the like previous year or something like that. It's like something stupid. They're making fat money. Yeah. Um, and I, I love that JP and Zara are doing this for me because I, I did make our next article. It's all about the anniversary that we got was supposed to happen back in April. This is my next article. So Redditor found a Redditor by the name of Tingo11, Tendog11 found that the Mario Nintendo.com challenge dates all the way back to April. Really? Nintendo has been sleeping on this announcement for three or four months. Really? But when you look back at it, like when, when did shit just kind of hit the fan? The shit hit the fan in March. So this makes sense. Nintendo has been sitting here. They have had this announcement since I told you back in March and they've been holding on to it until they could in my opinion, they could say, like, I think Nintendo is so pissed off about this Metroid Prime 4 thing. I yeah. think this Metroid Prime 4 thing really hits them in the wrong spot because they released that game hoping that it would come out this year. And they had to restart development last year. They don't they don't play by the thing of, like, like Square Enix tells you Kingdom Hearts 3 is coming out. They tell you that Final Fantasy 7 is happening. Yeah. They, they really like to play their cards close to their chest. And it's so frustrating as a Nintendo fan. Because, like, you know Nintendo has all these IPs, all these cool things that are happening, but they're not going to tell you that they're happening until, like, it's, like, a few months until it comes out. Mm-hmm. And that can be so frustrating as a fan because you're going to get shit on. There's, like, a few months where you're, like, Nintendo hasn't said anything for a while. It's, like, it's true. But anyway, so I'm kind of jumping the gun. I've had a few beers, so I'm I'm kind of, like, <laughs> jump, I, you know, I'm kind of excited. I'm kind of, like, okay, hey. Anyway, there's a hidden page found on the 35th anniversary website 
that Super Mario Maker 2's Ninja Speedrun was meant to happen in April. So all these announcements that we just got on September, what was it? Thursday? So September 3rd. Yeah. yeah. That's when we finally got all these announcements that Nintendo has, hey, they haven't actually been sleeping. Um, they've been working very hard. And I think this is like a precedent that's pretty huge because Japanese companies have been hit hard by this COVID-19 pandemic. And this applies to Sony too. It doesn't really apply as much to Xbox, but Sony and Nintendo have been quietly putting together a pretty solid year considering all the circumstances that have been against it. It's been a pretty shitty year for like all companies. It's been a pretty shitty year for all humans. 2020 sucks. Let's be real about it. And that's an understatement. Yup, it does. And so I think it's pretty astounding that Nintendo was able to hold this announcement until September 3rd. And I think that just tells you that like people are doing the best they can with it. Can I, I'm going to shut up. You guys take the floor. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, There's not a whole lot else to say. I mean, it, it was, it was a fantastic event. It really was. And like I said before, it wasn't all doom and gloom on the Game T podcast. Like, we still had faith in Nintendo. We knew that things were happening, like the gears were turning in motion. And I mean, obviously, they wouldn't have all of their IPs leaked if the Nintendo fan base wasn't going like crazy. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we kept, we kept, we kept saying that, calm down a little bit, just wait, Nintendo's got something brewing. And they proved they did. And I think it's very admirable that even through all the adversity they've been facing recently about having all of their private information leaked, they still held to their conviction and followed their own plan. And that's super cool. I'm impressed with Nintendo. This whole event was just awesome. I think what I want to get at JP is like, they haven't announced a December game yet. Yeah. Do you think that there's going to be a Super Mario Odyssey 2 for the December. Zach, can we just worry about one big thing at a fucking time here? My little heart can't take it anymore. I just can't see Nintendo and their big game being Super Mario 3D All-Stars that launches September 18th being the holiday 2020 thing that they plan. Like, there's no way that was the competition for... Xbox Series X and PS5. You know what I mean? Well, I think you're right because you mentioned this a few episodes ago, how like Pikmin cannot be their holiday title. Like right now, Pikmin is their holiday title. And Pikmin 4 maybe, but not a Pikmin 3D port from the Wii U. No way. No, no. And I think you're absolutely right, Zach. There's a lot of this year left. And I think we're going to get one more big direct about a really big game that's going to come out right at the end of the year. We we could. We very much could. I don't know why I feel so much more skeptical about what's going on than you guys do. I really don't know why I feel that way. But I'm also in the boat, aside from you guys, where I'm content now with Nintendo. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of news that we could have gotten that we didn't get yet. There could always be another direct with more things to get. But I mean, like, I guess it's also partly because I felt so just like disheartened, I want to say, for so long with the things that they were putting out and then like these game announcements after directs and all the craziness. But 
in my personal opinion, if that was the last thing that we saw from Nintendo for the rest of the year while we're trying to get this stupid COVID stuff figured out and all these companies are struggling to get the resources to get games together, I would personally be okay with that is all I'm trying to say. And I'm in total agreement. And I've got to talk about Nintendo for an hour now on the podcast. So thank you to my listeners who bear with me. And yeah, thank we need you to my friends on. over here. Zach, your time you is up. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I agree. All right. So um, that was a lot of stuff we just covered. So there's one last thing we ne- we need to really cover real quick. And it is IGN's review of Marvel's Avengers. And they say, quote, unquote, in progress, because apparently... And I don't know, because I haven't played the game yet. There have been some very serious mixed feelings about this game. Well, we we covered this a little bit ago, like uh, a couple episodes ago about Square Enix and their microtransactions. But apparently when the game dropped there, it was unfinished, completely unfinished from audio cutouts or repeats that were nonstop characters floating instead of walking or flying and frequent frame rate drops and lag like this this thing came out unfinished i don't know what square enix was thinking here from their microtransactions to all of this shenanigan and it's not even just stopping at that either really i mean the big thing that this article in specific specifically is talking about has been in it or end game content things to do after the uh Basically, what do you do once the story ends? Because I've heard for what it's worth, the campaign is not bad. It's a little rough around the edges, but I mean, it's a coherent story. It's exciting seeing the Marvel characters. But what made Spider-Man so special, there were lots of things that made the amazing Spider-Man so special. In my opinion, one of the things that made the game so special was in end, end game content, where even when the campaign ends, there is still a lot of really fun, amazing things to do. And I think that's a really important aspect of any game is an end, end game content. So along with those issues that Zara was just talking about, we're also just seeing a lack of content in general coming from this game. So guys, how did we get to this point? I mean, why, how did we get such an amazing product with the amazing Spider-Man and come to this point? You know, I think it has a few things to it. Um, I definitely feel like Tomorrow's Avengers was kind of put out there a little bit too soon. Yeah. Um, and you can see that with the fact that I I died laughing because I did not believe this when I saw it. I had to prove it and watch the video. But there is a literal section of the game where it's like an audible grunt here. Yeah, I like saw that. Like they just that. didn't put it in the voice acting. And I died laughing. I was like, no way that's actually in the finished game. I saw that. <laughs> that was funny. Um, and so it's just stuff like that. Like you just tell this game came out too soon. Either COVID slowed down development or just people were trying to get money too quickly. And granted, this is a Marvel game. So it's probably going to make its money back just fine. But there's some silly stuff here. So IGN, IGN who I hate, by the way, um, I hate IGN too, <laughs> but I also agree with this. Like there's just stuff that you just can't deny. There's some um, faces that horribly deform characters floating around instead of walking or flying frequent frame rate drops and lag and busy fights. And then like just bugs. Like if you queue in and do like a level 40 instance, you get like level one mobs, like just stuff that like you can tell the game is unfinished. Right. 
And so I think that's just where we're at. We're at a game that got released too soon because they wanted to make money. Um, and I think that's just kind of where the game's at, JP. Well, I don't even think that this game should have existed. This game was an entire mistake because when I saw Marvel's Avengers with all the loot box stuff and I was like, oh, okay, that that makes sense. I could see that happening. And then I saw Square Enix attached to it. And I was like, what the hell is going on? Here? Mm -hmm. That's not okay. So I think this is all just chalked up to a mistake. This shouldn't have happened. And this is going to be swept under the rug after like a year or so. Nobody's going to remember Square Enix's mistake here. Uh, I mean, I agree with everything that you say, except that last part where you said that nobody's going to remember Square Enix's mistake. I think this is going to be incredibly infamous because when you're working with a franchise as huge and beloved as the Avengers, Marvel's Avengers, making a game about it that tanked is going to be news. That's going to be something that I, I don't know. Maybe I'm weird, but I'm going to put that down in my infamous file right next to No Man's Sky as far as game releases go. Well, you know, sure as hell well that we're going to keep covering it until this article dies out. So we'll keep it alive. Yeah, no joke. No joke. And just the last outstanding thing to me about this whole flop of a game. Why Square Enix? Why? Why was it Square Enix? Square Enix is a reputable, well-beloved gaming company. Why did they default to these tactics that ruin this game? I just don't understand. They, more than anybody, have upheld their like virtues and beliefs when it comes to like creating these games. So, yeah, I mean, the only thing I really have left to say is that it's shocking to me that this isn't, this is Square Enix we're talking about. And I've never seen practices like this come from Square Enix before. I thought Square really had it together with understanding the gaming market and seeing the value of creating like well-made products for the consumer, which is the gamers. And then just this one case out of the hundred of games that they've made, they decided to go with these scummy ass EA business practices. I just don't understand. I really don't. It makes me sad. I agree. It's a sad topic. But it is a time for later. Are you guys ready to move on? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I talk Nintendo for an hour. DP talks squirtings for five minutes. It's time to move on. When was the last time it was a case where I was sad to talk about something, Sony, and you were very happy with Nintendo? <laughs> it's been a while. The beginning of the podcast. <laughs> 1994. I wasn't even alive then. <laughs> Let's keep going. <laughs> All right, there's one last thing to do for the day, and that is to go over the game releases. Who would like to take it? I Ooh. will take the game releases. Yeah, he can. <laughs> All right. So first off, we have BPM, otherwise known as Bullets Per Minute for the PC on September 15th. E-Football PES 2021 season update for the PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One on September 15th. We also have Spelunky 2 for the PlayStation 4 on September 15th. Next, we have Vaporum Lockdown PC September 15th. Mm -hmm. Next, we have Medieval Dynasty for the PC on September 17th. Mini Moto Racing X for the Nintendo Switch on September 17th. Pacer for the PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One on September 17th. Then we finally have Crisis Remastered. 
coming out for the PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One on September right. 18th. Right and I on. guarantee you it'll look most beautiful on the PC. It after, <laughs> after that, we have Earth Defense Force 5 for the PlayStation 4 on September 18th. Then WWE 2K Battlegrounds for the PC, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and the Google Stadia. Yeah, baby. We have another Stadia game. Woo! And finally, ladies and gents, we have 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim for the PlayStation 4, September 22nd. Okay, I don't know about you guys. There was a lot of PlayStation biased in those game releases. Yep. Well, I make the script, so you know that's not true. Fuck off. Man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So recording from a different place has been, if we're being honest, kind of hard. But hey, it is what <laughs> a it is. Challenging. But hey, it is what it is. But hey, the Game T podcast is on location, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> And that pretty much does it for the news this week, guys. It's finally good to have some great Nintendo news. I'm really, really excited. Woo! <laughs> Go Nintendo! Go Nintendo. They did stuff. <laughs> they actually did things. They did things. We will see everybody in the Saturday segment of this episode. And hopefully JP and I can actually make it through the rest of this weekend. <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for... Uh, I can't, I don't even remember the outro now. My mind is fried. Thank you all so much for listening to another episode of the Game Tea Podcast. We will see you in the next episode. You just got your Game Tea. Bye. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the Game Tea Podcast. If you liked what you heard, why not follow us on social media? You can find us on Twitter at the Game Tea Podcast X. You can find us on Facebook at the Game Tea Podcast. And you can find us on Instagram at the Game Tea Podcast. <laughs>